Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Deshera. Thank you, Andy. Welcome back to another episode of the 17 Strong Podcast. My name is Steve Teixeira, here with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi. So we are going to pick up where we left off from our last episode, which where we talked uh, about 17 Strong being born and Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan graduating high school, talked a little bit about how he was as a child um, growing up. And then um, how Charlie, his cousin, coined 17 Strong and Ryan's idea of uh, victory trips and so on and so forth. Yep. So we're going to pick it up today with talking about going back and forth between Santa Monica, passing time in the hospital and so on. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So we would go every two weeks. I think we talked about that last time to the hospital and we would have to spend five days in the hospital. So Steve and I would most likely switch back and forth because we had Aaron home. So sometimes Steve would go to the two day hospital visits and um, I'd go to the five day or vice versa. Um, But passing time in the hospital is never easy. Uh, It was really hard because it was, you know, a mindset on, oh my gosh, we got to get through this. And, um, but it was really awesome because there were dogs that came in and um, passed that time by, you know, and there was several different ones and uh, you get to know them personally. There was also people that came with their guitars and sang and we would love that when they'd come into our room and uh, just sing just any song that you wanted. And, you know, they would ask requests and uh, Ryan always loved that. So um, he tried to sing along with them, even though I didn't know the words. <laughs> so he was funny like that. Also, I do remember this was one of my favorite, one of my favorite memories in the hospital, even though I don't have very many of those, but, um, I think he was given Ativan for the very first time. Oh my goodness. I remember that. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so funny. So, um, he was in the hallways with his IV bag and his IV pole and he was doing the whip and the nene with all the nurses. And he was trying to get all the nurses on board to do this whip and nene. And we do have it on video by the way. Um, but he refused, like he doesn't remember doing it. So he told us, I don't remember that. And I was like, what do you mean you don't remember doing that? Like it was hilarious. And he said, I go, you had doctors and different staff members that were trying to do the whip and the nene and he um i guess there is some type of amnesia part of of um yeah i think he got too much out of it for the first time (laughs) yeah so it there was it was legit that he really didn't remember little pieces of of that so we were cracking up he's like see i told you it it does it does have an amnesia effect so he wasn't pulling our legs right ativan's one of those drugs that they would give him to help with the nausea and help him to relax but it does have uh, counterintuitive effects if you will yeah that uh that we learned that he's dancing in the hallway so yeah but um, anyway, then we also had another um, incident that happened in Santa Monica where a Dancing with the Stars guy came. His name is Keo, and you were there. So can you? I was there that night. Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was a late night um, visitation, if you will. That uh, the nurses came in and said, "Hey, we have this guy here from Dancing with the Stars. Do you want to meet him?" And Ryan's all like, "Sure, bring him in. You know, no problem." And and uh, we got to meet Keo. Wonderful, wonderful person. And um, Keo was so taken back 
by Ryan's story that he just stood there in awe. And he looks at Ryan and he says, I just don't understand why bad things happen to good people. And without skipping a beat, Ryan looked at him and said, bad things happen to good people because good people can handle bad things. Wow. And it was so profound coming out of an 18 year old's mouth that, you know, I've got this, you know, bad things happen all the time, but I'm going to take this negative and turn it into a positive. Yeah. That's how Ryan was for sure. But that has been part of our testimony is a lot of people ask that question, you know, like why? And, you know, Steve and I have chose not to really ask ourselves why we just have to choose joy every day. But coming from Ryan, that's exactly what it was. Right. You know, he was going to make a positive spin on it no matter what. Exactly. Exactly. And between, you know, Keo coming in and dancing in the halls, then he had the food cravings. Oh my gosh. The food cravings were crazy. This go around was, um, he would tell me, remember, we would have to go to that DoorDash and have things delivered. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, we had we got to be really, you know, savvy with the computer and how to, you know, get food and stuff. But one in particular is he wanted a corn dog. And I was like, where is there a fair in town? Like, I can't get just a <laughs> corn dog anywhere. And he was like, not he wanted that corn dog. And he was that craving did not, um, you know, he didn't get that craving until I think we got home because he was like, I need a corn dog. Don't come back until you have a corn dog for me. <laughs> and then you remember when I found that place just down the street from the hospital that did uh, chicken and waffles. Oh yes. He oh, loved that. He was hooked oh, on that. He was, he was, I mean, that. what's not to like about chicken and waffles, but right? that was one of Ryan's favorite that and anything spicy. Yes. Yes. He loved the Mexican food and, um, but he, this did not deter his appetite for sure. He was, he was eating well and, um, and doing that. And this, the cravings were just crazy. Right. They were funny sometimes, you know, but yeah. And, and, you know, through it all, Ryan was just outstanding as far as the treatment went. He never complained about anything. He really didn't have a lot of um, nausea or a lot of side effects. No. But the one thing that he hated the most is when he came home and he had to get the new Lesta shot after his treatment. That was horrific to watch. Yeah. That. He, he would beg not to have that because of the bone pain that it caused. And I mean, he would sleep for a full 24 hours um, yeah. afterwards because it was just, it, it was not fun for him. No, not at all. Every side effect that drug had on Ryan for whatever reason. And it was super painful when you gave it to him as well. Right. Because um, I don't know if burned going in, he would literally bite a towel and scream sometimes. It was horrible to watch that. But um, yeah, we had um, the treatment of roadmap, you know, that remember the roadmap that the they roadmap, gave us. Right. And um, Ryan was extremely motivated to get to college in January. He would tell those doctors, I don't care what you do, but I'm not going to be here in January. Right. So he was convinced. He wanted his poured out. He wanted to be done with everything. That's he, right. he had it all figured out that, hey, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get to school in January. And that included he had to go through radiation treatment. We had six weeks of radiation yep. where we actually had to live in the Los Angeles area for those six weeks. Um, the American uh, Cancer Society was gracious enough to help us with a hotel. Um, yes, they do a Ameri- great job. Yeah, extended America or something like that. We yeah. stayed at we stayed in Torrance. I have to say that was a really rough time because we had six weeks. We had to be there Monday through Friday. Um, 
we had to uproot everything, you know, so we tried to make it as normal as possible, try to do some fun things when we could, we would schedule the radiation to be late on Monday, and then early on Friday, so we could come home. So we could come um, home on the weekend. So that was um, radiation was just it was very easy as far as it was quick. Yeah, it was half an hour at the max. Um, But he was so tall. Don't you remember this? He was super tall. He was six two and they had to put him in the machine backwards because he was so tall. Right. And, um, yes, but the actual radiation treatment was only about 20 minutes, I think. So from beginning to end, I would sit in the car and wait for him, you know? Um, and then I'm like, where are we going to eat? What are we doing? Just to try to make things fun. And And then afterwards, you know, like you said, trying to make things fun. So there's a Bass Pro Shops down in Rancho Cucamonga. Um, that was, uh, we went there several times, yes. you know, driving from, from Santa Monica over there just to give him something to look forward to. You know, we tried to break the monotony, um, and it helps with the mindset. Anybody that's going through this needs something positive to look forward to rather than your treatment. And, Absolutely. you know, to Ryan going to Bass Pro Shops or, you know, even going to the movies or wherever he was allowed to go. I mean, we went to the beach, we did he all did. kind of kinds of things yeah. that deep sea fishing we did all of that i yeah. think we do hold the record i think we spent six hours in bass pro shop that one day i was like are you kidding me but he wanted to look at everything do everything. everything and we had nothing else to nothing do. else to do he was he was enjoying that time don't you remember the hotel that um what was it called extended america state it had the sweet bread the hawaiian sweet bread there do you remember that? oh that was made across the street that was made yeah. across the, the factory street. was made across the street yeah. yeah so we would get this really wonderful smell and you know of course it gets the cravings going all over again so yeah but motivated to go to school after the radiation after everything came back clean from his uh, surgery you know they were um confident that they've got everything all the margins were negative around the tumor and um he was ready to go well they were trying to tell him that you know don't plan on going to school because you know just in case you get a fever or something happens that might prolong the treatment and he's like oh that's not going to happen that's not going to happen yeah. so yeah you, he did get that green light um but we didn't we didn't have too many setbacks. No, we had the setbacks that did occur were early on in, in the treatment. And I think it was just his body getting used to what was going on with yeah. the treatment. But yeah. um, and there was a couple last minute trips down to Santa Monica because they were concerned with his counts or whatever it was. Yeah. But towards the end of this, when he was ready to go to school, he was determined that no, we're nothing's stopping us. We're, that's we're correct. going to school. Yeah, that's correct. And in the meantime of that, uh, you know, we had said that 17 strong was born. So we had done all of our paperwork for a 501c3. And um, they had been working on the logo. It's uh, Nicole and Ryan had been working on that logo. Oh, my gosh, hours and hours. Um, we finally had got approval on the on the basically on the logo that we have today from Ryan and Nicole, which was awesome. And then um, he also, we, we kind of chose board members um, and he had that approval as well. So he knew what was going on with 17 strong. And like we said, he outlined everything for us and what he wanted us to do because um, he knew, he knew what he wanted. So that was always, that's, that is special to us because he was, um, very involved in making that logo and um, 
meetings and different things on what, what he wanted done. So, yeah, he would just kind of walk through the house at different times and say, Hey, this is what we need to do. We need to do this. It was just, you know, a constant brainstorming session with him. Absolutely. Yeah. He didn't turn his mind off. He was always thinking huge, never in the box. Yeah. I mean, that was the first thing that came out of his mouth is he wants this as big as make a wish. Right. (laughs) So That's what we're doing. So when he finally got that green light, to go away to school and he begged to have his port taken out. And the doctor said, you know, you're good to go. So we'll take your port out. You know, he was worried about his port playing baseball and everything else. And so he got his port removed. Um, we got to come home from the hospital. We were so excited and it felt like a new beginning for all of us. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, we packed up the cars shortly thereafter and headed out to Colorado where he would begin the winter semester um, yeah. in January. So it was, you know, right after Christmas that we headed out. And um, that was bittersweet. Wow. You know, we'd yeah, been with him 24-7 from, from April of that year. And now all of a sudden you're dropping your son off at school, this bald-headed oh. kid who was just, you know eager and ready to go. He That's wanted right. to meet his dorm mates. He wanted to meet his teammates. He he was ready. Um, and it was so important to him to start getting his body back into baseball condition. Right. So he was going to hit the ground running and do as much as he could. But, you know, dropping him off in Colorado was... Uh, very emotional to say the least. Extremely emotional. Yeah. So that was hard to, I think the moment that we got to Colorado, he began to cut ties from us because he knew that that's where he wanted to be. So it was, we were like, okay, where are we going to dinner? He goes, I have team dinner tonight. Do you remember? We were like, oh, I guess that means he's not going to dinner with us. And he, um, we went to move into the dorm and we got to meet Will Dixon, which Mm -hmm. was his dorm roommate. And um, he gave me an hour and then he's like, you're done. That's it. No more. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait, we need to go to the store and get this and do this. And it looks great like this. And he's like, nope, you're done. That's it. That's it. And so he was, um, he was, didn't care. He, he, that, those he knew those, where Walmart was and that's all he needed. That's all he needed. And he wanted his freedom. He wanted to be able to um, be with his buddies, be with his teammates, be with his coaches anybody but us right. <laughs> so it like steve said it was definitely bittersweet but we understood that was what he was that's what he wanted to do is to go to school and play baseball and and for us to hold him back that was a joy to be able to see him you know reach that and do that um but hard because you know he's still not extremely healthy he was only about three weeks out of chemo right he's still pretty weak yeah, pretty weak. And like Steve said, he was bald and everybody stared at him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm bald. That's why everybody's staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or gosh, I was like, oh, you, you he always had a way of making things funny, you know, and cracking jokes. And, um, you know, when he had to take his ID card and he's like, oh, my gosh, look at this ID card. I'm completely bald, you know, but he he always made it funny and he did. And he did not want to be treated different than anybody else. Just because he'd gone through what he'd been through. He wanted to be treated like he was normal, like everybody else. And so many times people get this stigma when they see somebody that's walking around bald, or maybe they're 
their bald head is wrapped up in a, in a hanky or a, uh, you know, a headband or something, you know, or they're, they're wearing a wig. It's, it doesn't matter. It's the person that's on the inside. And that's what Ryan wanted everybody to see is I'm still the same kid on the inside. It doesn't matter what I look like on the outside. That's right. That's right. And I do remember at that team dinner that he went to, um, they played a game and they passed the ball, this baseball to individuals. And when you got the baseball, you had to tell about yourself. And he's, he knew instantly. He's like, I know I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to have to tell everything. So he had had it mentally prepared in his mind. And sure enough, he got that baseball and he had to tell everybody, but he tells it in a way that I, I'm, I'm just like you and you know, everybody else here. So yes, I had a bump in the road, but, um, I'm here to prove myself. So, you know, it was, it was awesome. I think for the team, it was awesome for the coaches just to hear, Hey, I'm here just like you are and treat me like that. And so, um, I think they instantly were brothers, you know, they just, they're just adopted brothers that, um, that he got to hang out with, you know? Yeah. Well, even dealing with, um, his coaches, he was made it perfectly clear with his coaches. Don't treat me any differently. If you need to yell at me, you yell at me, whatever it is, I want to be treated the same. That's correct. You know, because he wanted to become a better person and he wasn't worried about what he'd been through. Right. And there was a point going through that semester. Do you remember when they had that competition for Mr. Maverick? Oh my gosh. Hilarious. (laughs) Yes. We didn't even know about this till the end. He did tell me, he's like, I'm going to be in this fashion show and I just brushed it off. He never told me like when and anything. So it was kind of interesting because he had done this all by himself, you know, oh, yeah. he had planned it all by himself and did this whole thing. And it was basically a freshman thing that they, um, it was athletes. Right. And they, they get, um, the teams were nominated. So the baseball had a freshman that was part of it, you know, volleyball, so on and so forth. Right. Soccer, football, different, different, uh, freshmen. And so there was several different types or areas or whatever you want to say, um, to this competition. And so there was a talent portion and there was, you know, all this stuff. So it was great. You know, I got a text message from his coach saying, Ryan just won Mr. Maverick. And I went, what? That was tonight. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't know it was this big a deal. Yeah. But when we got to see the video and hear his routine, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. He did a roller skating thing for his talent. Yeah. Do you remember the song? Um, I, oh, I was that song. It was like I wear, I want a new pair of roller skates or something like that. Yeah, something. something it was so thoughts. funny. And then on a whim, he didn't practice it at all, and he took a girl out of the audience and had her lay down, and then he jumped over he her jumped over with her. the roller skate, mm-hmm. and he hadn't practiced it. And mind you, he has a bum leg. You yeah. know, his his right <laughs> leg had that you know Ewing sarcoma in it. So I was like freaking out when I saw the video, and then you know. Oh, he got. A standing ovation everybody <laughs> loved it like you know and that was such on a whim it was so ryan spur so of the moment ryan. you know yeah. let me just pull this off yeah and of course he didn't practice at all and pulled it all off and won the whole thing so um yeah and i think he got like a was a superhero and they sprayed that was his trophy a superhero that was sprayed gold yeah it's exactly <laughs> what it was yeah exactly. so, but he called was him mr mav mr mav yeah so he was um he, he was definitely funny about it he had this ability that most people that um, knew ryan 
it was real easy for him to make friends. Um, you know, he'd walk up, put his hand out, Hey, I'm Ryan and introduce himself. And the same thing carried through in college. You know, it was real easy for him to just go up and start talking to people, introduce himself. And he had that wonderful gift of bringing people together. Mm -hmm. And it was very apparent with his teammates or with just classmates in general. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, so finally finishing up that winter semester, Ryan got to come home for the summer and get ready to, um, you know, start what would be his first full um, season, not only at college, but uh, playing baseball. So he came home and um, he was excited to come home, got to do a little hunting, a little fishing. Um, yeah, but he played time, baseball for the right? first time in that uh, summer ball. Right. So yeah, very much enjoyed that. And it was, that summer was all about, again, rebuilding. He continued with physical therapy. Um, he was doing his best to rebuild his body. He would play that summer baseball down at uh, Hancock College. And, um, you know, he was just trying to get his swing back. He was trying to get everything back and rebuild his body. And it's a long process, you know, considering not only what his body went through the chemotherapy wise, but also with the surgery, you know, he is missing a big portion of that muscle and, um, he had to learn how to deal without that muscle and yeah, adapt. That's right. That's right. But he was determined. He was definitely determined. I do remember because we were going to make him a headboard for college. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I had saw on Pinterest that we were going to do this with these bats. So during his summer baseball season, he was collecting the wood bats that had broken. Every man that broke a bat. That's right. So we, I think I counted, he had saved 27 bats and um, he would, every time after a game, he'd say, who broke their bat? Okay. Can I have it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was really cool to, um, so we ended up with all these bats, you know, of course they're broken from the wood bat but it was it was great because it was again something that he loved to do you know to talk to everybody get to know everybody and oh yeah make sure you give me your bat if you don't want it and, right you know so that was fun too so it was a good summer um for him the year of uh, that would have been 2016 because he was getting ready to uh to head back in that fall would have been his first full uh season as a maverick so with that, we will take a pause from part two of his story, and we will come back with part three, and we will finish up um, in part three, Ryan's um, college days, um, getting diagnosed with AML, and um, earning his ultimate victory. So thank you for joining us on the 17 Strong Podcast. We appreciate you listening in and your comments. Remember, attitude is everything, and have a blessed day. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.